we were driving down and we almost died like three, four times on that time. Like literally like sliding a hundred miles per hour on the black, black, um, black ice towards like trailer trucks, you know, like, and then just coming like within an inch or two, like waking up to my mom screaming bloody murder, you know what I'm saying? Holy like a few times, you know, so it was savage. We finally make it there. My dad got fired within a week of being there. Knock him out the box, Rick. Knock him out, Rick. Knock him out the box. Viva. What's your story? We did kind of get into it at the studio. Yeah. Maybe we'll use some of that, I don't know, somewhere. Mm -hmm. But like for the podcast, oh, it's kind of like crazy, actually, to me, like all of you guys. Like, because like, I still want to get a little bit more into bows, but just to like even it out. Sure. Um. Uh, well, I don't even remember how much we talked about last time. But, but don't like, worry about me. You know, yeah. Tell was, your story. I was born in like a tropical rainforest uh, area of uh, South India. It's called Mangalore. Um, and that's the city that's on the coast. I'm in like inland. So it's like if you think about uh, Hawaii or anything, you'd see like the shore, all this ocean and water. And then it would just be like palm trees. Right. And that's pretty much what it is, like palm, coconut trees and and just like everything you can think of grows there and and um the food just tastes completely different i was born there um i'm not really even sure if there was really even running water because i remember going down to the well when i would be at certain relatives houses and stuff so i don't even think we had really running water there when i was born so it was messy all the time man but indian people <laughs> man i don't even know where it's i don't even know where that stereotype comes from cuz my relatives are like anal about their baths you know even though we don't have showers or anything like they boil water in a huge vat then they come and bring it and then they mix it with cold water <laughs> and like my grandma will shower two times a day you kind of have to because you're on the farm like you know yeah here like living life you know right. to survive you know <laughs> really live it's not life. like hey i'm gonna put on my shirt and like get in my car and right. like toot toot down to my office and file you're, you're, paperwork you're in the you're you're with the earth yeah you One don't go to work today you die so right. enjoy oh, yeah <laughs> especially when there's like three months of monsoon like once so we don't have like winter we have monsoon season which is three months of non-stop torrential downpour so it's like just pouring your ass up flooding anything you can think of but in that time it's like an oxymoron it's the most beautiful fucking time the the vegetation is hella green you're already in the rainforest and shit like that i remember going hiking one time and a green snake like i didn't even realize it because it just blended in with all the vegetation and shit but i walked by a tree and it was a fucking snake that hit my shoulder and i got like freaked out and shit but but yeah man like the roosters there fly. Americans think chickens don't fly, but like these things are like literally mini dinosaurs. They're the they say that that they're remnants of dinosaurs, right? Like birds. So these things are huge, bro. Like the the life is just different. The dirt is red. Like it's it's got a different level of life just breathing through it. India is actually a continent, but after colonization, it became a subcontinent. So that's why we only have the second largest population in the world. But if you counted what India was less than a hundred years ago. Pakistan, Bangladesh, and all that, um, then we would have the number one population in the world. So it's just a, it's a crazy place, man. There's um, too many people. People don't really care about death like that. It's like people die. They're just insensitive, you know? Like I went back from my grandfather's cremation and I was like anterior and this and that. And like my homies are talking to me when I'm kicking it with them. They're like, yeah, he's just an emotional guy, <laughs> you know? I'm like, emotional is my grandpa. He died. Like, what you mean, bro? Like, when else are, as a man are you allowed to show emotion, you know? And it wasn't even toxic masculinity for them. Maybe part of it is, but the other side is just like, 
Dude, this shit just happens all the time right. when you live in the jungles. Bike right. accidents and this and that. Just when people die. Right. Every you day, grieve you different. Know? Yeah, you get used to it. You get desensitized. Exactly. You, that's literally it. So when my right. relatives died, like I was expecting more from my other relatives in response. Right. The way, the way that my family is feeling, but it just wasn't there. Because right. you're in a country of 1.5 billion people. So it's just, it's just a different mentality. You know what right. I'm saying? So... Um, yeah, that's where I was I was born. A lot of people in India don't even really know where I'm from. They never really heard of it or anything like that. They don't know my language. They don't know our people, our rituals, like none of that stuff. But we're actually like an African port as well. So we did a lot of trade with East Africa, Egypt, all that stuff. There's still a big pocket of Nigerians there and stuff. It's like, it's just different. It's not what you see as India in the movies, right. the TV shows. So like, right. I feel like people have the certain idea of what it looks like. Right. But And it does in some parts. But where I'm from, it just, it's like, looking at DC films and then like you think right. that's it's what like LA Delhi looks like, you know? Yeah. yeah it's, it's not. So, um, it's, it's been interesting. Like, cause I'm my sole representative out here, low key, you know, even if there is an Indian, other Indian person there, it's not like we connect <clears throat> on being Indian. Um, so yeah, we moved out to Boston when I was, uh, four years old, same as you. And, uh, lived there nine years. It was great. We moved to like Detroit for a little part of time time for my dad's job and came back and my house had like burnt down low-key you know um so then we were like all right we got a week to pack our shit that didn't like get ruined and um we moved to florida and we drove there because my dad's like a big traveler like archaeologist kind of low-key you know <laughs> he just goes to like all these ancient sites and shit like that and uh, so he, he, we were driving down and we almost died like three, four times on that time. Like literally like sliding 100 miles per hour on the black, black, um, black ice towards like trailer trucks, you know, like and then just coming like within an inch or two, like waking up to my mom screaming bloody murder, you know what I'm saying? Holy like a few times, you know, so it was savage. We finally make it there. My dad got fired within a week of being there. So because Eckerd, the pharmacy had already known that they were going to sell to Walgreens or CVS, one of those. And so they got acquired by, I think it was CVS and they still hired him knowing that they were going to do that. So he got it. Wow. So then we had to like scramble and like we were in the boonies. Oh my God. This is like hell on earth for me. You know, I was like the only, only person from my country, let alone like my tribe and my people. But like right. the, and the Iraq war was going on and we oh, were wow. just facing all this like 9-11 like violence because people thought like my, one of my family friends had his jaw like smashed in because they thought he was like Afghani and he was a Domino's delivery driver at NYU and like they locked him in a trunk and like left him to dead and like three, four, like at four in the four a.m. These girls were walking to NYU, these students, and they heard crying out of a trunk. So they called the cops and like he had to have like his jaw wired, like, you know, all that bullshit, you know, play the jaw Damn. bullshit. And and we're Indian. We're not even like anywhere. Have right. nothing to do with. We don't speak the right. same language. Nothing, right. you know, so um, not that that makes it right, but like still. You know, so, but then I moved to Florida. Oh my God. It was like fucking hell on earth, bro. Like the most ignorant people I've ever had to deal with in my entire life. And that's saying something coming from Boston. You right. know? Um, but well, no, these yeah. people, it was like the brown people and the black people there were like what, brainwashed. They were just like in this thing. And, and I lived in this place that had like nothing for miles and miles and miles. And we lived there for a year. We got hit by four hurricanes. And uh, we didn't have a TV or a bed or anything. So we didn't even know the hurricanes were coming when we got hit by them. But then my dad would still do shit like go to the grocery store, pack up all these supplies. And then we drive to like the where the hurricane hit hardest. And like everyone's migrating the other way. And then we'd be the only car and like 
because we were registered volunteers and stuff, the cops would let us go through. But we, as like a fifth grader, I was getting training on how to jump out of a car without electrocuting myself because the live wires are on the ground and like the concrete in the car and the car is charged with electricity. So, you know, my brother was like in kindergarten when this kind of shit's happening. So you get there and there's trees through roofs and and you're providing people this relief and then they're screaming at you because it's like, you know, they need an extra water bottle. And it's like, bro, there's like a hundred people in line behind you. We only have so many water bottles. I got to make sure every family at least has one water bottle, you know. So so we went from that. My dad bought a house finally and um, we got to live in it for six months and then I had to move. <laughs> I went to India. Uh, no, we got almost to a year. Uh, we went to India and then my parents met us there and they're like, hey, we're not going back to Florida. I was like, oh, cool. So now I moved to the Bay Area and then I grew up there eight years, came here for sports. I uh, broke the Indian national record, blah, blah, blah. And then I decided that there for, was too much. For what? Uh, the indoor 200 meters. Um, and then I, if I would have went on to at least run until I was 21, I probably would have broken all the records. But um, but why did you say sprints? Not 100, 200, and uh, and um, yeah. Damn. Yeah, indoor. And why did you that. stop? Not, um, not into injuries. It yeah, I tore both my hamstrings twice oh, each. Okay. I broke my heel. I broke like these two fingers down to my wrist. So uh, and there's just a lot of politics. And my coach that was like at one point, like one of the chairman of the USATF kind of vibes, he um, died. So then I didn't have any like guidance at that, like at that, that level that I required to perform right. at. Um, How did you get all those injuries, by the way? Just um, track and field has the most amount of injuries wow. out of any non-contact sport. Wow. So yeah, it's, uh, it's bad, especially for sprinters. Cause uh, we have to perform in the rain, the cold and this <clears> and that. And people don't understand. It's like, you're constantly stretching your muscles like this and right. pushing into a, the ground to create negative momentum to propel you forward. Right. You're literally like ripping through time and people don't understand it. So you have to like, you know, I'm squatting like 400 pounds, like benching almost 300, like, you know, so it's like you have to get to that level to be right. able to to sustain yourself right. even. And, and you know, it's just not worth it for a sport that like no one gives a shit about, like as far as pop culture or like right. or paying or like you could be the like number four 400 runner in the country and still only be getting like 100k from your so you grew up in the jungles you're a track star you <laughs> grew up you were you grew up in the like ghetto yeah i, I grew up times. in both you know I, I, yeah. at times i moved to the suburb but i never stayed there long like yeah. a year or two and if, if i was there i would immediately get on the train or the bus or make friends with kids in the ghetto and then spend all my time there for the most part you know that's just where i felt comfortable when i moved to the you suburbs, know why was like, like oh the suburbs was just boring and uh it, i would get uncomfortable and my add would go off and like people didn't get life there you know they were just like living on these like false realities and like ignorance as is a luxury right you know? and so there's nothing to relate to so i'd right. find the nearest black or latino kid because i didn't relate with asian kids really much either because a lot of them in the mm. suburbs always are there from like good families and right. stuff too so you know so yeah, then it's I'll interesting because I had the same exact experience. Experience coming yeah. from Ukraine, because I think it's like a it's a vibe, man. It's like what you've been through in your it's life. It's where I thrive. We yeah. relate to hardships, like just different kinds. Cool. I relate to immigrants. I relate to refugees. I relate to a lot of people that have like struggled. Yeah, even though my struggle, I feel like I was lucky. So. Right. But, but it was a struggle. a struggle too, man. Like yeah. it's a responsibility that, that everyone has a struggle, right? right? But I feel like I always related more to like, yeah, like 
the uh, blue collar kids or whatever for some reason you could be more yourself maybe that's what it was it's right, like yeah. in the more middle class homes i felt like I, I was too restricted right i felt like i had to oh yes sir i don't know judge are you really doing that yeah, yeah. did you say that like well, yeah you're, you're being judged you got to know which fork to use like uh, my sophomore like, i'd rather go to my boy's house and we they give us some pizza and we go yeah. play like Nintendo 6400, you know, mm -hmm. whatever it was. My sophomore in high school, uh, I transferred to uh, all white high school because I was good at basketball. So I transferred, I had to transfer. And plus, I'm living with my the girl at the time, lived in a nice neighborhood. So I have to move to a neighborhood. But I used to literally get it like every day after school, catch that like four trains back to the city of Chicago just to hang out. What's up, Ben? And how was that for you? How was the. How was how was the white school like? Did you I didn't, I, like I just, it? I would no. I would like literally like throw my headphones and just walk past everybody, and just go to practice and then leave. Do you know why? Why? Like why did? <laughs> oh, cause I feel like I I can't re not no offense, but I just can't I couldn't relate to white people. It's yeah. like anything I tell you, you can't you wouldn't understand what I say. I talk funny, so it's like I you can't even understand what I'm talking about. So it's just like I don't know, just me. I don't know. I'm just I don't know. I'm me. So it's just like kind of like to. See somebody that's not like me was kind of weird to me. If that made, I don't know if that made any I, sense. I understand, but I just, you just it's it's yeah, it's not something you know. Yeah, I wasn't used. And you to, felt like they wouldn't. And it wasn't know just you white too. kids. It was suburb. Yeah, it was suburb. No, right. Yeah. No, if, right. it wasn't just white kids. Right. right. It was just suburban suburban kids. Period. Yeah, I feel like you don't understand what I went through you because a kid living in a bubble. Because yeah. most kids living grow up in a bubble can't really. I didn't really live in a bubble like my own kids. Right. I tell them this. Not to make them feel judged. I'm like, just be aware. That's not what life what is like out there. Is yeah. <laughs> like, right. Like I used to tell My them, friends used to get like a bottle smashed on their head sometimes. Right. If you don't and prepare like, your kids for dude, that, bro. They're four stepdad and he likes to get a little drunk sometimes. And like I had friends that had happened to my kids never experienced anything right. like I'm not saying that's good or bad. I'm just saying like they couldn't possibly relate to you. A kid that's been like at piano lessons and been like chauffeured around and like my kids like a lot of these kids in the suburbs they're on a schedule the parents are trying to be super parents they, so they couldn't possibly that kid at that age maybe once they get out into the world and work in the real world they're like oh shit this i lived in the real. bubble but yeah. when they're 13 they can't possibly relate to you yeah, so you no. touched it right there bro because your kids are going to go out there in the world still and run into kids like us Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and they then, better know. And, and right. And I've been in professional environments, like I told you last time, like on set for Toyota and this and that, and having to tell 40-year-old versions of that kid at, at, in their age that like, hey, man, like this isn't life isn't what you think it is. And like some shit could really go down for you right now, you know, that you've never experienced in, in your words, life. You can get your ass exactly. You can tell that's not a reality in their head. <laughs> no. That's not they don't realize that's a possibility. That's, not an that's option. the like, least thing they were. Maybe about. the bully at school punched you in your back one time, but <laughs> but even these guys like they talk crazy to you. They try to bully you, and it's like you could tell like you've never been punched in the face. <laughs> actually punched <laughs> in the fucking exactly. face. Exactly, so, yeah. exactly, exactly. So it, it it's just a different. We don't ever have to talk about that. We don't ever like 
communicate on that level. We don't talk about being violent or anything else. We just, just like you, right. we know what our background has been and what we've had to go through and what it is. So th it's just an energy that you carry that you right. already know. Like you didn't even have to tell me, but I don't know if you remember our first time hanging, we got like really detailed into talking about fighting and we were even like comparing hand sizes and like <laughs> how yours are like mallets and like, you know, and it's like, we got like, cause we're people, I love fighting, like not just as like, oh, a violent, but as a martial art, you know, the right. discipline behind it, right. everything. So we were like talking about it. And I could just tell like uh, then you told me your story. But before then, I could already tell like this dude looks like he was punching fucking meat. <laughs> like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like fucking Drago, fucking, you know, dude, boxing. I felt, yeah. You know, you know, and that's how it is. In other it was fight or get beat. Is that's how I looked is. at it. It's life, man. You have to. It were. I got to. jumped. Too. Like, seriously, yeah. like. I was at the park and then, hey, my friend wants to fight you. And then I'd be like, no. And they're like, come on. And they're all crowding me like, come on. I'm like, well, I better, I guess I got to. Yeah. I used to get bullied in elementary school because I didn't want to fight. But after a while, I was like, hell no, I'm not going to keep running from these motherfuckers. I'm not going to keep. Right. And that's when I started like beating people's ass and feeling like, oh, I can actually fight. Well, Oh, I can actually carry this to school and they won't touch me. See, and that's a big. So I was like difference when you grow up in the boat i'm not saying my kids weren't subjected to like some bullying they were yeah. and they they know how to kind of defend themselves and step up but when you grow up on the streets or in the hood where it is more survival of the fittest you actually learn like survival of the fittest because you either get because you're going to get beaten bad one time <laughs> Yeah. If you're not willing to stand up and kick somebody in the balls at least or something, yeah, right? You know what I'm saying? But, but or like take said, a you bite. Take it with you to school if you need to. Once those kids see you, like the first kid that that tried to jump me in high school, the day after he walked up to me, he's like, "Hey man, I didn't even think you were gonna punch me in the face." Yeah, I was like, like, "See, that was your fucking problem. Right. <laughs> you thought that you you were gonna punch me in the face and get away yeah, with get it, away and that's with just it. not yeah. the reality right. of the situation." See, so it's good to have, I think, that arsenal in your toolbox. Because life sometimes, you're not going to be able to call the cops in time, even if you did want to. Sometimes you got to like, you're in a dark alley, motherfucker, and you got somebody you care about with you. What are you going to do? Right. We can all step up because we already know we can turn that it switch on. It can happen on. to you in Woodland Hills. It can right. happen to you in Rodeo Drive. Like it, it can happen to you anywhere, anytime. And I feel like life put us through these hardships because, you know, he has a, a daughter as well. And so it's like... You know, there and I have a brother that I'm 16 years older than, and he's got a nephew and the whole family. Like, you know, it's like we ride for multiple things. It's just like you got to be smart about it. But at the end of the day, right. you got to be able to tap into that place yeah. when your life is on right. the line. You know. But you know what I've found in my experience is that as I became more emotionally intelligent, I almost never need to use that superpower right. anymore. Yeah, but it's there. Uh, avoid yes, it if I need to. Like, the best solution. Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. If I need to. <laughs> Morph into it. <laughs> oh, I could. All I gotta do is think about my dad doing it to me when I was like eight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. where it comes from. That anger, like they beat a demon like, into I you, wanna, bro. He yeah. it looked like he was gonna murder me. I didn't know for sure he wasn't. Right. Same. Same you know with my saying? pops. Like he he, yeah. he beat the demon Ooh. into me that was beat into him. Yeah. You know, and it took me a long time to understand See? that that, and I still carry that that anger. I'm like quick to snap or I'm quick to you know like, and it's See? like whew. You know, and, and my, my spiritual father and multiple other people are, like, helping me recognize that and, like, kind of tap back into, like, his childhood and be like, it's okay. Like, he was beat into it. He was just worried about me. At least my dad's not, like, a drunkard and coming home and, like, 
beating me for the pleasure of beating me he was beating me because he thought you know because i was a bad kid and in the streets like <laughs> you know like he, like like he was beating and me even, to like try to save me like and you know? even the drunk father that beat you became drunk probably again right, exactly. didn't choose that life didn't choose the parents he or she had didn't probably say i want to be an alcoholic just probably got fucked up along the way got whatever right. and so again is not you know you don't it have to be around it time, to your point you don't need to be around it you can change your movie set and fucking exactly. get up and go you have more control than you think especially when you become an adult right or at least 16 that's or, what I want or even seven i guess yeah it you took know, me a but, long time to get but away. forgive meaning forgive because not because it's like a holy thing to do but because it's the truth the truth is it ain't got nothing to do with you you just were like the subject of the fucked up shit that happened to them you just happened to get in the way of their domino effect man right you know and so Forgiveness is you can get the fuck out of the way though get the fuck out of the way and you might even say you can't be in my life like right. you might have to but you can from a distance go you know what i don't hate that person they're fucked up. I can't be around them now. If they were to change, maybe I could let them in a little bit. You know? Yeah, it took me a long time to get over like anger issues. My anger I really me had too, anger man. issues when I was younger. It took me into college to actually figure like I can't keep fighting my way through life. Like I can't keep someone's gonna kill me eventually <laughs> if I keep blanking out and beating somebody's ass. Somebody's gonna get upset and wanna kill Shoot me. Shoot you or something. So it's, yeah, something stab me or something. So it's like I literally got expelled from my first college because I fought three people because they stole from me. Like, so it's like after that moment, I was just like, I can't really keep doing this. If I keep doing this, like no one's, especially where I grew up at, no one's really fighting no more. Ain't no more right. fighting. Ain't no fighting. And you realize it's bad for your game. Yeah. It's making your game worse. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you're going to keep fighting like for what? And people right. are getting shot and killed. Like, so it's like, there's, there's no point in that. And I just, I was just like, man, I can't keep doing this. So I actually went to anger management to like figure out like what, what was my anger coming from? I already knew where it was coming from. So, so just me growing up from my parents though. So it's like it just took me a long time to realize like All right, I don't want to fight anymore. So now little stuff like that don't really trigger me anymore. Only Dude. time I feel like I'll tap into is like you touch me. That's it. That's right, it. but if that's, you touch that's me, survival. Yeah, then, exactly. Then it's gonna your ass. Yeah. Just over. be ready for all the shit I went through because yeah. it's about to <laughs> it's about to be yeah, your right? problem too. I gotta tell you, man. <laughs> I really appreciate you saying that. You went to get anger management counsel like counseling or help or whatever. I did too, just so you know. Meaning my divorce when I was like 35, that's what op really turned I was like always angry, man. Like I didn't I didn't really get into too many fist fights after 25 because I got into trouble with the law a couple times, man. And I was like, okay, this isn't working. Like I can't keep doing Caltrans, you know, trash cleanup on the side of the road. It's not good for my image. So I stopped, but it wasn't until my divorce that I'm like, you know what? I'm too easy to trigger. I, I realized I'm giving other people control. Like I can let someone else ruin my day. And I didn't like that shit. And that's what got me to go, I need to figure this out. And, and reading books, seeing a therapist, like that's what got me out, man. And most guys aren't going to admit that they need help figuring out their anger issues, man. It's just not a manly thing to admit or say. It's weak. It's Anger's vulnerable. Part of manhood. But because I'm just telling you, I always thought, nah, that's 
don't fucking tell me. I that's good that I'm like that. My daddy was like that. Yeah. Like that's what it is to be a man. Like if you know somebody does something you don't like, don't talk to them for a month. Let them know what's up. <laughs> yeah. That's what yeah. I used to do. Yeah. Same. Yeah. yeah. Now I'm like, no, I'll just tell them what I think and and be kind about it because I'm like, okay, it's their own issue. It's not mine. Yeah. Don't get mad about it. That's a huge shift, man. Huge. Yeah, it is. For it's, me. It's, it's, it's big. And it was self-counseled in a lot of ways because it yeah. wasn't really anything I was around or was taught. I was taught anger. I was taught yell louder or start throwing shit or then punch a hole in the wall mm. if you need to. If right? word, if you can't get your words there, then take your hands there. Right. Yeah, but when you start destroying your own shit, then you're like, fuck. This right. is getting right. out of hand. This is getting, like broken, breaking you know your mean? hand in the yeah. fight. Like, yeah, exactly. It's getting it's out like, of hand. Like, I'm breaking my own shit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. This is, this is, right. And the now, can I, so many minutes, like, I got to yeah. share one more quick little tidbit because now I feel like I'm getting older and take trying to always take it more and more to the next level. So now I took it to like a... Even when somebody is disrespecting me in the conversation or heated, I'm not saying I'm perfect, but like when my wife starts talking down or getting angry or she's in a bad mood, I used to like right away go, hey, why are you talking like that? that and I might get a little angry because I didn't like, I felt like I had to defend myself. I can't let somebody talk to me like that. Now I'm realizing, no, nah, man, let, let her have the spotlight. Right. Because later she'll be like, hey, I'm so sorry. It doesn't yeah. mean I have to be a little bitch about it. No, like, oh, I'm sorry, honey. No, it's right. just, hey, I, I know. Yeah. Don't be mad. I don't need to get mad. I can be like, you're having a bad day. I can see that. I call it you're the taking it out on me right now, but I'm going to let it happen because I get it. You're in a bad mood. Something got fucked up. Maybe it's that time of the month. I don't know. Later, we'll talk about it. And you're going to say, hey, I'm really sorry I talked to you like that. And I might say, yeah, I don't like that, but I know... You were having a hard time. Let her have the spotlight. Let him have the spotlight. That's a higher level. I used to always react like if I felt, why are you talking to me like that? That's not fair. I didn't deserve this. Right. And that's a fine line to not feel stepped on because you're going to be assertive about it when the time is right. You know, but to like, to be able to like let the person have their shit. <laughs> that I used to never be able to do that. I used to right away go, what'd you say? <laughs> right yeah now i'm like okay like Whatever. you're gonna have to really get in my face for me to like then make it a confrontation that rarely it just never happens it anymore happen man. Like because i diffuse it, it like right away the person sees i'm respecting i'm like hey man sorry about that sorry that upset you and they see i'm genuine not sorry i've said and they go oh this motherfucker's actually and they like let it go because all they want is a little respect usually because they got their own ego issues they got their own, like, you know, insecurities. Like, oh, I, I got to show them a man. And somebody says, hey, sorry about that. Oh, yeah, well, good. You know, and they're <laughs> yeah. like, they're good. They're good to go. Yeah. But when I used to be like, what? What? You, what? what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you cut me up. Well, yeah, well, let's get out. Okay, and then we get out. Why? What idiots. Right. right? I didn't realize at the time. Because I had to show that I was the man. There's a first person and there's a third person, bro. And I feel like that's that's where that's one way that I think about it that helps me is like I'm in the first person right now when I'm experiencing this anger and I'm experiencing this thing with this person. But if I take a, the hands off approach, as I call it, and just 
think about it from the third person, someone watching this whole thing go down. It's like, this looks rather ridiculous, you know? And it's like, oh, no, who can yell louder? I can yell louder. Well, I can right. yell louder. Like, you yeah. know, it's like, dude, you know, it's just like, what? This, you guys, we both look like idiots doing this. So, like, you know, that, that hands off approach. A, a friend swears, he's like a good martial artist and stuff, but he swears that, like, it's all in your head. So you don't even have to let it get to that situation. No, he's right. Because you know? what you just said is another realization I had sometime in the last five years. Like, Again, it's practice. Just like you said, life is practice, yoga's practice, meditation's practice. It's the practice of catching yourself during those moments of like getting heated and going, what if I was watching this like a like there's a camera and I'm like the viewer. I'm think if this dude blows up at her for what she just did, I'm thinking, what a what a week. Like it why are you getting weak. all why are you getting all like <laughs> huffy? What's what's up? Chill. You can yeah. see she's just getting irritable like don't escalate it right because you're not emotionally involved but when you're in it it's easy to let that happen and i would catch myself going oh shit like why am i okay just let it go right it really does if you could catch yourself because i'm just being fair that often we can't in the moment at least afterwards say okay i fucked up (laughs) there's good anger too there's like being angry about children being killed and raped and all that sure right there's there's anger that motivates the world and and changes it as well i think that's my issue is anger was such a powerful tool for me it's hard to not tap into it because it's all i know and it's like i've used it to win championships i've what you you know like it just it's a tool but at the end of the day there's always it's a dual-edged sword so i'm always the one getting stabbed at the end of the day too and i got kind of like tired of like stabbing other people but also like paying the sacrifice at the same time you know now now it's like you know that that anger exists but you got you there's different ways breathing other stuff like centering yourself moving out of the situation and just being cool like we get tested every day. All three of us are randomly oh, angry at yes. any point of the week. If I'm but, not mad, then it's his day, and yeah. it's his day. You know. And often the anger like can be shifted into other emotions. Exactly. It might just be you care about something and you're frustrated, and then you go, "Well, fuck it. Let me just do something about it." So that's what you're doing now. You're like doing shit about it. Let's let's inspire people. Let's change people. Let's talk to people. Like, and and that's I mean? honestly from his activism through his design and my music, like and and film. It's like we're covering all the mediums, you know. And we're having the same conversations and holding ourselves accountable. And like, we're not each other's yes men, you know. We're not like, yeah, bro, is that cool? Yeah, man, that's cool. No, he'll be like, Ray will be like, even that was low key trash. That sucked. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie to you, you know. And I'll be like, bet, cool. And even if I don't agree, I have to take that in for that second. It's an opinion I respect. I I trust. Most importantly, but um, it's an opinion I respect, and I have to be like, okay, man, let's think about that. Let's sit on that for a little bit. What about that didn't resonate? Is it is Ray the only fan in the fucking world? That man, no, but like something to think about, you know. And he'll call me out. I'll call him <laughs> out. Like that's what I. That's I think that's really where the trust and communication is here on these particular friends. Is <laughs> they don't shut off when they get called out, you know, and they take it like they're like you know don't get me wrong not everyone's gonna be able to call them out but like when it's coming from the right place they i can tell they actually like it just like i do like i enjoy being called out because for me that's growth if you can look back at your old self and cringe at yourself and be like that was low-key corny like that's the ultimate growth for me so when i do feel that embarrassment i sit with it for a while i'm like that was corny man why you do that shit and then and then i think about it i'm like let's not do that shit anymore right and then it's like yeah man you don't want to be corny anymore let's not do it and over the years like you know that's super insightful man can I just say that for me, I'm at the highest level of like being able to be vulnerable and wanting feedback 
I never wanted it as much as I do now. You know why? Because I'm like, I win more when I listen to good feedback. Yeah. You got to be careful what. Right, go to exactly. those trusted sources, but go like, no, like, tell me, like, is that presentation good? Like, what are you thinking when you look at it? Because if you help me make the presentation better, I'm more likely to get the money raised. I don't no, need exactly. you to tell me. Right. So and that's what being a man is. Yes, though. Not, I know. Not, not, and like I used to be very to insecure. Like, I don't I didn't really want to necessarily. I'd say, oh, I already know. I got it. I got it. I don't need to. Yeah. I'd learn later when it didn't work, but I didn't want to really hear anyone's take. Now I'm like open. I may not take their advice, but I don't listen. That's a huge growth that happened for me over like a long period of time. Right. I think that like you were saying, like, well, being a man is like being mad and not talking to them for a month, letting them know what's up. And I, and I, I ain't gonna lie to you. I still do that shit. So you know what I'm saying? Like when it when it calls for, I'm like, fuck this. I don't like you know. Yeah. I don't care. But at the at the same time, also, what I've had to learn is part of being a man is is con confronting that person, like right. not holding them accountable, it, or at least bringing it out to the table. Because half the time we just we stick with our opinions. We're scared. We're scared if we put them out there, someone will prove us wrong, and then we'll look like an idiot. Well, if they do something, for you to feel like you want to not talk to them for a week, then. To me now, that's just not an option because to me, I realize it's always better for me to go, hey, let me talk to you about it. Exactly. And go, hey, like, and if they don't want to talk to me after I try, that's different than right. you say, so okay, hey, give them space. But that's not you going, mm, I'm not going to talk to you. Right, 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 that's, <laughs> right, right. That's right, you right. just going, hey. Which that's exactly right. what that emotion is. It is. The way you portrayed it is right. exactly. I did like, it too, though. Yeah. I actually did that shit with like a. I would like actually go, don't talk to me for like four days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, like I would stick to it because I was, that's what I was talking My grandfather did that shit to me once. One time I used the word I wasn't supposed to mm -hmm. when I was a kid. And he cold shouldered me for like two weeks in his right. own house. And I was oh, there yeah. in another country to visit him. So I was like, I was like, what is wow. going on? And my mom was like, see, told you, told you not to set his ass off. You always out here wilding around. There and my go. grandfather was a very like, he was a government doctor. So he was like stitching people's stomachs back in after getting speared and shit. So he, he's got a different level of see? like, you know, strictness and sternness, like a military person. And I think we kind of talked about this in the studio, but there isn't really one right way to raise your child because it depends on the environment and the society and like the situation and the economy and all that shit. Because if you're born into like, let's say, uh, uh, like World War One Russia, like... You better fucking teach your kids, hey, don't like you don't crying. There's no crying. There's no, <laughs> you can't cry because you're hungry because right. we're not gonna survive. You be like, so the way we're teaching our kids to the ideally in this environment, which is like education and you know finding yourself and all that, may not work if there's like a you know World War Three mm -hmm. and it's post apocalyptic and now you gotta like go farm and scrounge and hunt for food now you're not raising your kids the same way anymore i'm just saying if there's like right so it all depends on the situation you know there's no right way it also feels like you know so often people with like the toughest upbringing man have the strongest roots you know what i mean i feel like the mo the more you go through the stronger you are and like mentally you're stronger so when something happens you're just like oh it happened again like it's not more right i feel like if someone just brought up with 
a good upbringing and something happens, those most, not saying it happens all the time, but most of those become homeless, become on drugs because if they go through a situation and they don't know how to handle it, the first thing they know how to do is just like kind of run from it. Like, I don't, I don't want to do break. this. Yeah. So they mentally can't take it. So right. they mentally just shut down. Like, and they just like become either homeless or on drugs. Not right. saying that's all to the, escape. most of the case. Right. But just most, most times, you know, that happens. Right. And I feel like most people that's been through stuff is like, if you've been homeless, you've been poor, you've been, you're not, not eating in three days. You've been, you've been through these things and you become homeless again. You're just like, oh shit, I'm homeless again. It's, like, it's just, I'm just homeless again. It's right. okay. Like, you know. Just homeless. Yeah. It's homeless. It's just homeless. No, no big deal. <laughs> it's just, no, homeless. just right. homeless. Yeah. You're just gonna, this is home. This yeah. is the thing that you right. wake up exactly. in every day. You right. might not wake up in that every day for right. the rest of your life. But you definitely not. will wake up. In, yeah. the, in this, you know? Right. This is your home. Exactly. So I feel like you need, I feel like everybody needs to go through something. Yeah. To be able to process life better. Right. Otherwise, what the fuck would we talk about? True. Right. Exactly. We man. wouldn't be here for however many hours we've been in this portal. Right. You know what I'm exactly, saying? Exactly, like, man. Because it was all just, oh, I went, I grew up in. Right. Everything family, was great. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Oak Ridge. I nice. had three meals a day. Like your house. whole life? <laughs> I, went <to> high school. <laughs> right. I went to college. I graduated. I got a job. Right. I'm here. I'm that's here. It. And that's like, cool. That's cool too. Yeah. Like The best way I find that this game is played is like, I don't know. There's got to be some like sauce to it. You know what I mean? Like if it's too easy, that's not fun, man. It's part of like the Do not Do you want to play a video game that's not fun? What's that? Do you want to play exactly. a video game that's not hard? It's boring. Like, it's just the same thing over and over. No, you, you want it to have risk like and reward and, you know, you don't want it to suck where you just fucking keep losing till you're like laying there. Fuck right, because right? you're going to put the game away. That's not so a good, you don't, nobody right wants now. to end up like that usually, but, you know, it is, you know, how you kind of make decisions, man, at the end yeah. of the day. How you look at things, how you make decisions. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. I mean, that's. I think we hit the nail on the head right there. I, don't, I think multiple things in this conversation tonight, I haven't really, like, thought about it until we said it out loud, you know? Even the whole, how the three of us cover, like, the majority of the world's cultures, you know? Yeah, I nev We never once talked about that or thought about mm -hmm. that, but it just came out. And even this video game analogy, it's like, Man, there's gonna be some fucked up. Like my grandma dying, like it's just like hit out of nowhere, and it's like the way it happened. It's like you'd never imagined that when your grandma dies, it's gonna go down like that. You gotta like throw her body in the ditch type right. shit. Like you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, so it's like, but it's all things that life challenges your belief systems. Because I've done so much spiritual shit or blah blah blah. It's like, hey man, but like, can you really put this to the test? Like it's cool in theory, and like you can like help spread this to people. But like, can you apply it to your own life when it hits home? And that's what the video game is. It's right. the world's realest video game. Because it's like, yes, right man. when you, it starts getting good, right when you're like, this is yeah. easy. I just right. wake right. up yeah. and I fucking turn Everybody my car to the on. Next level. There's <laughs> a, a new, new monster. Thing. There's a new fucking There's a challenge. new yes. fucking thing. And it's going right. to teach you that you don't have the skills that you thought you did, right. but you can get them. Right. right. You just go back to the drawing board. After that happens, you just figure out, all right, what did and I do each, wrong? And each level is more exciting yeah. if you can get to the next level. If you can get to the next level, it gets better. It and then it also comes with its own boss. True. Right. It also comes with its own uh -huh. boss. That's that level eight boss. Right. <laughs> and I love yeah. the fact that, look, it doesn't make you a bad person if you want to stay on level one. Yeah, it doesn't. Or zero. But, it, you know, it's not where I want to be because I want to have somewhere to live We'd that feels safe. Exactly. I don't want to feel like I might get murdered tonight. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> so that requires me to keep my shit together and pay these damn bills, which means I got to fucking 
But hey, some people aren't born with even like the mental health or capabilities to do that. So as long as you have that, you're kind of good. Right. The environment just fucked with your head a little bit, but that can be manipulated almost like, wait a second. I didn't look at it this other way. This other way allows me to just fucking go for it now. And I can just be this fucking, I can be an artist or right. whoever I am. Yeah. I got some shit to contribute here. It doesn't matter the contribute. environment I was thrust into. Right. Right. That's what we said about society in there is like, it's all about leaning on one another. There's right. no, we're not actually doing anything by ourselves. We're always doing it for one another. The money came and corrupted the process and stuff, but we were always here to serve one another and absolutely and serving one another. That's the only way society works. Otherwise, why would you even? There is no, or if there's no organization, if we are not being governed to some certain extent, or we're not, you know, signing this contract to well, be like, let me work with people. You know, we'd be name, in the mountains right now. <laughs> name so. one job that isn't there to serve people. Right. Not one. Fashion, you can't name a music, sing, everything. Um, fucking cookies, military, police, <laughs> right? You're oh, serving other people. You're protecting. You're making food. You're making clothing. You're making them feel good. You're making them smell good. You're making them look good. Whatever, right? The fuck you're doing to watch. We're in the right. business of making people feel good, right? Or feel something. That's it, man. That's why we we're like bees, man. We're like bees that gotta figure out what kind of fucking bee are you, what right. kind of smurf are you, and go, <laughs> what fucking, kind of smurf go are you? fucking make that shit. You know what I mean? Right. Go do that shit. Go do that Smurf sh thing to help other people. Well, you're Papa Smurf. Maybe you're an insurance salesman. Maybe you're a car salesman. You like cars. Papa Smurf. You're right? Papa Smurf. Thank you. <laughs> you got the beanies lean and the blue, everything. You got it already Thanks, going man. on. No, for sure. I like that. I feel like that's my, uh, you know how like Beyonce has uh, the alter ego? Uh -huh. uh, Sasha Fierce. Sasha Fierce. Mm -hmm. I'm yeah. like Papa Smurf's Papa my like, Sasha Fierce. <laughs> I just uh, get it to Papa Smurf. I'm here, Papa Smurf SoundCloud records on right? uh, mixtapes dropping, bro. Dude, so, let's make a Smurf. Is there a Smurf song? There isn't a Smurf song. Wait, there's only Chipmunk songs. Is it a Smurf? No, song? there's it's a cool a melody though. Like, we could yeah. we could drop a beat to it. Trap, trap out the Smurf melody. We, can we do that Smurfs. in your studio? Huh? Can we do a trap Indian trap bro. out? Smurf. You just bring the trees. Wait, and we'll do what's the Smurf uh, jingle? There's they a jingle. Have, yeah, they have There's one for jingle. the TV show. Not I want words, you to rap but... in Ukrainian, though. I don't know, yeah. man. Russian. You gotta come. <laughs> my English is way better than my Russian. You gotta come. Yeah, I can throw in a few words. Smurf, you gotta come hard like the <laughs> dude, yeah, you like you I mean, I could throw in some Russian words, but it won't be like as eloquent as like a real Russian rapper. Bro, there's some big Russian rappers. They got now. good Russian rappers yeah, now, man. You just gotta listen to what they say and just take some of those rhymes and you know. I can't even pop a Smurf it out. A I can't bit. speak Russian that fast, that eloquent. So I, I don't understand. You don't gotta talk fast or anything. We'll make to Russians. It'll be like, oh, this guy's not. Speaking it's Russian okay because well. you're an American. They don't right. know what the sure. fuck you're saying. So they were like, Yeah, as long it's as like the Rocky hard. movies where America's they as long as it sound hard. Butchered. Bro, I'm listening to a, a Russian rapper night right now, Morgan Stern. Yeah? Bro, my I put him onto some of my homies. They are like fans of his now, actually. And it's ridiculous. He's got like six six six. Is he like Russian a, Russian or he's like Russian Russian in Russia? Okay. He's in Russia, but they're like, you know, Russians, man, y'all crazy motherfuckers. They're catching man. up because they were behind forever. Like in the 80s, they were in the 60s, right? Like right, in right, the right, 90s, right. they were in the late 70s. And the they still 2000s, gave the they were in the their 80s. money, though. But that now they're like, and no offense, I'm from Ukraine. I'm just saying, right, like, right, yeah. they were kind of behind because the Iron Curtain and 
they couldn't really let certain like fashion in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was a totally different world. It was like North Korea when we were there. We we were like, you know, refugees, man, that got let out. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, with nothing. Damn, bro. Crazy, man. That's what I'm saying. Like that's a, the like and that's translated into camera work and Russian music and whatever else is going on. Yeah, they're catching up. So is India, but there's a lot of fucking talent and hustle and drive and like a different level of resolve there, I think, and mentally. You know what's cool about Russian music mm -hmm. is like System of a Down took like Armenian music and like old folk folky song melodies and blended a lot of that with like heavy metal and it was awesome man mm. and it was like new there's a lot of russian folk music that's really catchy man or classic music that can be like somehow taken and melded with indian trap and other elements that might We're be really that, interesting man have a russian rapper even do it like, that's why I told you, you got to rap in your native language because that's what we're about right now. Like working with Colombians that don't even speak English. They just speak Spanish and Japanese people who, you know, speak yeah. some English, you know, so it's like. Well, if you need some Russian heritage. words just thrown in, yeah. I'm happy to like pepper. Nah, you got the country. voice, bro. Yo, you'll yeah. do it on the, we'll do it on the smart It'll be your podcast opening song. I could do a good Russian <laughs> accent too. Yeah. Like, like Russian with real Russian, but also for the English American effect. So Ukrainian Ukrainians speak Russian, but y'all also speak what? In Ukrainians speak Ukrainian, uh -huh. especially nowadays. They're mm -hmm. very nationalistic compared to before. Yeah. Before they were forced to speak Russian because they were part right. of the Soviet Union. So yeah. I speak Russian. I never learned Ukrainian. My parents spoke both. My wife speaks both. Actually, she's oh, from really? Ukraine too. Oh, yeah. Uh, but you. But speak, I never you learned know Russian. But you don't know. Yeah, Ukrainian. I know Russian, but I don't know Ukrainian. You're not. Gonna it's teach, similar. Kind are you gonna of, teach him, the baby boy? Not me, man. No. Russian, she, yes. I mean, she, yeah, but she can teach him Ukrainian. She, yeah, I don't yeah. care. Yeah, I don't mind. Right? No, like, I'm saying, doesn't, I'm doesn't saying maybe hurt. it's an opportunity for you to tap back in. I'm sure it's in your like ancestral DNA too. I always make fun of her that it's not a real language. It's oh, like, really? It's like the South. Hey, how y'all doing? Man? It's like okay, it's okay. English, but she's like, no, it's not. She's like, That's not <laughs> talk, man. I'm just, I'm just talk, man. So it's a different dialect of Russian. Yeah, it is a different dialect, okay. but I always mess with her. Like, come on, just give it up already. So, so can you enlighten <laughs> me on what makes Ukrainians different? Like, besides the like, actual landmass and the lines drawn, like, you know, why hmm. why the need to become Ukrainians rather than Russian? Because at one point it was all the Soviet, right? Right. So. Because I, I think, honestly, it was originally its own country, then it became the Soviet Union, and then when Soviet Union crumbled, you just go back to... And it did have its roots still mm -hmm. as, like, a totally different... Imagine, like, at one point it wasn't part of it, then they were, like, unified and forced to speak Russian, mm -hmm. and it was only 100 years or whatever, yeah, or not yeah. even 100 years, 80 years or something. Yeah. So it's not that... It's still fresh, so they go, fuck you. Like, we're Ukrainians now. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. the western side of Ukraine is like the south here. It's like California so, wanting to So they're like place. super like Ukrainian still there. So when it broke, they probably just said, yes, they got empowered. Mm. And Russians have a different, it's a whole different, you yeah. know, obviously yeah. like Putin and, yeah, you know, they're like rivals now, man. Yeah. To yeah. me, it's all the same. Like, I feel like, Guys, like, you're all the same. Yeah. 
Yeah. It, the borders. But I get it. It's political. So it's like. Right. That's why I ask. I'm like, it becomes know. political. and It's like U.S. and Canada. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. But I'm not as close to it because I left when I was four when it was a Soviet Union. So to me, it's like. Ukraine right. or Russia, it's the same thing. I just say, I say I'm Ukrainian. Sometimes I say I'm Russian because some people don't really know about Ukraine. No, the difference, right. Yeah. So I just say, oh, Russian. That's I like me Russian. saying I'm South Indian. They don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not like, I'm not, I don't take it personal. If you don't know Ukraine, I'm just not. Yeah. I don't take anything personal, actually. If you ask me, y'all are the same people. No, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just joking. <laughs> well, like, I don't know, man. It's sad that the more the same we look like each other, the more we often hate each other. Or like, yeah, right. you know, Muslims and Jews, like Palestinians and Israelis, like, yeah. you know, they, you know, we all look the same, man. Yeah, it's just because there's it's so close region wise that even the skin colors we the are same. the same. Like, Where do the lines come stop? on, man? You can't even start, you know? right. So. Right. It's like, but the almost like the more you're similar, the more you look the same, the more you're trying to like separate yourself. So, like right. anger, like I'm right, you're wrong. It's like we get up, all of us, we get up the same way, we wake up the same way, we put on our clothes the same way, use the bathroom the same way. We're all the same people, man. Right. Just in, in the different areas. And Some of us don't shower the same way. Though. I mean, I'll whatever. tell you that much. Is that why right. you're always musty? You know yeah, I'm the one. <laughs> I'm just, yeah. I just feel like in the evolution... <laughs> In the evolution of mankind, we are still in the medieval times, and we don't know it. Yeah, yeah. We're we're at the dawn, hopefully, of the medieval I, times. I think we're on a transitory period. Yeah, right because now. when we look back, we'll say like, "Man, you're killing each other." Yeah, true. You, you made all this technology. Like when you were caveman, you didn't do this, mm-hmm. and like you use bats to kill meat. You were trying and, to group share as many it. humans as you could because right. then, then you could fight the tigers and the right. fucking gorillas and shit. Like, you know, like when you resources. were cavemen, you only occasionally killed a guy for like maybe touching your girl or something <laughs> 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 with your bat. Oh, but it was one guy. And usually he wasn't killed. He was just hurt. Right. Anyway, now you're using all this technology to like wipe out, you know, yeah. holy. So it's like, we haven't really gotten over this technology. It's only been a few hundred years of technology, really. And now it's going really crazy. So in a thousand years, if we're still alive, we're going to look back and go, that was like the, you know, whatever you want to call it, the sunset of the medieval times, man. We're yeah. still there. We're still killing each other, torturing each other. Yeah. Exactly. Maybe through technology eventually, because we're all watched and there's cameras everywhere, which I don't necessarily want. You become like, all right, maybe I'm not gonna torture somebody because there's a camera right there. Like, it's all about I don't know bullying, bro. We're just trying to bully our way into resources wherever we see it. it like, yeah. pe- people are, oh, she, there's a fine princess over there. I'm gonna fucking go take over the whole kingdom so I can make her marry me. It's a, it's been like that since the you know a tale as old as time. Like, right. You know, whether it's beauty or it was gold or oil or whatever it is, it's like, you know. I don't know. I, I think like we're doing that right now. Life has always been killed, murder, whatever it was. It just wasn't publicized as much right. as it is now because we have the internet. We have we Instagram, have Facebook, all these places where it's like, oh, now you can figure out, you can wake up in the morning and figure out who got shot. Or yeah. you can wake up in the morning and figure out who died today or who got hit by a bus or anything. Yeah. So it's like, and like later times, we didn't really know unless you had a newspaper, unless you read a newspaper or unless you got the news from somebody else. So it's just like, Stuff was going on at those times. It just you didn't know about it. It was right. more so of a secret almost. They kept it right. as a secret. Now it's just like, you know, instant. It's they just, can't. You can find they out. They created their own worst nightmare. 
Yeah. Right. You're yeah. watching TikTok. <laughs> you, you're not, I'm not saying it's all real or anything, but a lot of it is like, you get to see on the ground what's going on in the world. Like, if people are posting ice shit in Texas, you're like, oh shit. Like, that's how you first find right. out yeah. there's right. some shit going like, down it's in, Texas. in Texas. I right. would never. And then right. you go, let's see the. So, like, mm -hmm. it is kind of the. You have your pulse on the nation and the world, depending on who you follow. But if you just generally look at st stuff on any of those channels, you get a lot of. Especially on TikTok, because it's so random. Yeah, you yeah, like definitely get videos. a bunch of shit, yes. oh. and shit. then there's like you have to sort through the shit for the yeah. gold. It's just yeah. like metal detectors. But because on the it's people just randomly grabbing their phones, you're getting mm -hmm. a quick pulse of the world. Like, oh, something's going on. Yep. And then you go confirm it somewhere else. And and similarly, now people who are protesting and stuff like that are getting bigger voices for their platform. You know, whether it's black people or yeah. you know, like oppressed people in other countries. It's just like. They're getting more support and, more, and like celebrities are getting attention, you know, attention now more than ever. And people care more than now. And it's happening. People are becoming more mixed. We're all mixed. Like, you know, so it's just like it, it, it's happening. We're getting there. Right. And I think it's this is a really fun episode because uh, we get to look back whenever we link up next and, and see how far we've come. Right. And where the world is at with right. us at that point. Where, you know? where are you guys going? Like, what do you guys want to do next? And then we'll wrap it at that. Do you guys have like a. My next a project that when you're back in two, three, whatever months, like we'll go. Oh, how that? How did that shit go? What's well, your next goal? Next goal is to have another fashion show. That's my next goal, and to actually, um, just get my brand more out there than it is now. If that makes sense, yeah. Um, just, I guess growth. Just have my my brand growth into a bigger brand, a higher like household name. Mostly. And just grow with people I'm genuinely fuck with, kind of. So it's like, you know, and that's most of these two, two people right here inside of me. So, <laughs> right. Um, and the best way to keep up with you would be through, like, IG? Instagram, yeah. Because I don't have a, any any other yeah, social no, media outlet. Cool. But, you don't um, need anything It's now, Project right? 7 Denim, you know? Right. Yeah, TikTok so, uh, well, I have TikTok. That's just personal. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. TikToks are funny. That's just <laughs> for you to watch, though. Nobody else watches it. Yeah, yeah it's kind of <laughs> <laughs> no, but they're yeah. hilarious. Mostly Instagram or project seven dot denim dot com. Yeah. Mostly. All right, Bo, what's your next two month plan goal? Damn, I don't even know, man. I mean I'm in a tight spot. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, so I feel like I've just I mean, grow, you know, just I think I'm taking on this project and I'm gonna take it on like myself to it's like living unconditionally. So it's like like what he said too, just grow in all ways, like mentally, spiritually physically financially you know and then that let that translate into the brand like just have a strong foundation and a strong ground in itself nice i like yeah. that keeping it flowy <laughs> he's you're about to drop a couple lines too though right? yeah, yeah yeah i'm running to recording right right now what do you, what do you they're all them? limited Couple release, lines. so okay. check them out because nice. they're, they're fire. And once they're gone, they're gone. So. Bowtie. I am. My name is Bowtie. My, my name is Bowtie and Illegal Drip. Illegal Drip. Mm -hmm. Illegal nice. underscore. My name is Bowtie. It's just like fine art, like luxury side. And then the other side is also dope, good quality and stuff. But it's more the political statement and right. meaning behind it as well. All right. So, Both Viva, what are your like upcoming things? Um, I'm just dropping a bunch of singles, actually. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to... um. I'm dropping a bunch of collaborations. I think right now, like, I've spent enough time in my own bubble cultivating what I want and who I want to be that it's time to bring that to other people's 
um, not only audiences, but like see what how I can play with another voice on my project. So I've been collaborating a lot more. I'm about to drop um a song in a month with uh, pretty much India's biggest YouTube star right now. She's got like billions of views and she's cool, but we're giving her this uh, trap sound. We're turning her out mm -hmm. almost like, you know, so um, giving her this new sound, like how we're doing it over here on the West. And, and, and who, uh, who is she? she? Her name is Devani Banushali. And uh, she signed to probably what's the biggest label in Asia right now. So, but um, it's cool. We're not. We're also fighting for songwriter royalties and rights and stuff like that on, out in that country because they're getting like it's like a slave labor almost for music out there, you know. And they're they're definitely being fucked over. So, um, we have a really great representative. So we're like trying to do things the right way and and make sure that they like work with us, you know, now that we work for them because of their monopoly. Um. But yeah, we're cultivating the sound right now, and I'm bringing it to a couple other artists. We got an artist from Epic Records um, who signed straight to the head of the records. He's very talented himself, and um, we got a couple of records coming out with him. So I'm gonna be dropping a bunch of collaborations, and then every now and then I'll be dropping my like my paintings, you know. Um, so yeah, uh, you could just keep up with me on IG or YouTube. Really, that's all I really care to post. Excellent, <laughs> awesome man. Well, I'm, I'm. Like definitely excited to have you guys back whenever you guys want. Thank you. I know we're all busy, but let's let's like do it. And I had a, I had fun just hanging out, man. So look, you got a basketball card now, right? You might not be able yeah. to rid it. I'm gonna put a light in. I'm gonna put a light in. So we're gonna have a little bit more lighting next time. Nice, bro. Well, dude. First of all, let me say that was a great dinner. Thank you so much. And yeah, appreciate the hospitality. You know, thank you so much. Um, it's an honor to be here, pleasure to be here. I feel like the energy was right, always been right since day one, you know. So um really love what you're doing with this fucking podcast, bro. Really would like to say that. Like, shout out to you, regardless of us being on it or me wanting to even, like, be on it. I saw what you were doing, you know, and it was like, you're you're doing it the right way. It's, it's different. Appreciate that. It's man. new. It's relatable and um, it's a great concept, man. So just like you were telling us, keep pushing. Like, thank you, man. You know, you you definitely got a knack for it. But Thanks, thank man. you for having me. Really us, appreciate bro. that. Yeah. That means a lot because you know, you just keep. You got to grind, though, man. Right. It doesn't happen overnight. That's right? tough. That's the tough part. The friction. But you know? like, honestly, like, just a hand, even just a handful of feed, like good and bad feedback too i also had feedback like hey do more of an introduction do this mm -hmm. but i'm saying like the handful of supportive feedback i've gotten has meant like so much like you know my kids friends telling me man i watch your podcast and yeah. i binge watched your podcast yeah, it's yeah, like an yeah, underrated yeah. it's the most underrated podcast dude like, that's what the comments on my youtube say like the the most common word is underrated like that's what mm -hmm. everyone it's like underrated underrated and that's like where you know that like people yeah. are excited about it right you know that excitement's gonna exactly, grow exactly man right so appreciate that man that means a lot all right pleasure thank you wrap it and that's a wrap <laughs> knock him out the box rick